You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Visit PencilandPaperProductions.Podbean.com to find more great podcasts. Welcome to the Palace of Megapixels. This is Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo! Welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host, Stephen White. With me, as is always, is my co-host, Lazia Finley. Happy Monday. Um, yeah. Coffee. Coffee it is, man. Just the body good. <laughs> Got my second bowl going. Mm. <laughs> you mm. know, I always have to have that first bowl before I even feel like articulating anything out loud. I, I got up a little late this morning. No, no. I was just like, uh, so I was just going to have to take coffee on the go because usually I have time to just sit there and and kind of soak it up and and relax in the morning. And I was like, no, I got to get the big cup this morning. It's coming with me. Well, cheers, man. Yeah, cheers. cheers. I guess we don't really have the coffee cheers, but you're right. Usually I'm the one always still sucking down the coffee all day long. Mm -hmm. It's just just how I, I like to do things. I like to be there in the moment you know uh, already mm-hmm. kind of ready to go before it's time i That's guess just... for me it's the warm-up cup and then the second one's like the real deal you know fair enough yeah I don't know. so um conversationally yeah uh well i kind of pitched that idea you know what are we what the i don't even remember what what i called it last week because of weird news of sorts that aren't video game related so right. instead, I thought, what are, what are we thinking? How about that? Instead, like, kind of like, what are we playing? What are we thinking? What are we thinking about? What am I thinking about? What are we thinking about? Because Dang. there were two things that I, I saw this week that I thought were worth talking about. Okay. And I was thinking about them because, you know, th- what am I thinking? I'm thinking what about these things. What are you thinking, man? Yeah. <laughs> um, so what do you think? Because I was thinking about it. What do you think about the, uh, the Cineworld closing regal cinemas across the u.s and all their their things do you think this is the end of the theater because that's this is that's been that the big headline with this happening they're like doom and gloom no theaters are dead i mean it is sad though like just the more and more that i see brick and mortar anything starting to come to a close just really kind of makes me sad because Mm -hmm. It does feel like the end of an era in some regards, right? Where you got to go sit along other people, react to the movies along with it, whether they annoyed you or not. It was still more fun. You got kind of caught up in the moment, especially like if it was those big blockbuster hits that just really get you excited, you know? Um, I mean, I don't know how to feel about it. Like, I know I'm not ready to go to a theater yet, and they've been closed for so long, it's kind of understandable because they, I mean... How much profit did a theater truly make even operational 100%? Because we know right. they weren't really getting those ticket sales. So ah, it does make me sad. But I'm also that person where I'm like, I'm not really ready to uh, go sit in a crowded theater. 
And a lot of the theaters by me have already made the decision years ago to take out a lot of the stadium seating and put in those recliner seats. So they Mm -hmm. were already less seating than there was, you know. Um, I feel like it's one of those things that's been slowly declining for a while. And then unfortunately, the pandemic might be what's putting the nail in its coffin. I don't think we'll see him gone for good. No, I, I think, well, I mean, take a look at the drive-in. The drive-in was thought yeah. dead, and now they're making a resurgence. They're making a comeback. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've talked about the one near our house, and it's, I like going to it. I mean, I haven't gone to it since the pandemic. They're sure. being very careful about, I mean, they're open now. They're showing older movies, which, you know, if you want to do that, if you want, for, I guess for me, I'm not going to go pay for something <laughs> at a theater that I either own or have seen unless sure. there is a really, really good reason. Like there was, and this, this would have been amazing, but I wanted someone there who I could share it with. That's why I was like you. And there was even an old buddy of mine. He would have, he would have died if he'd have seen it. It was like a grindhouse double feature of Evil Dead 1 and 2. See, total fun, though. Oh, yeah. Even if you've seen them before, being around other people who are complete sycophants for Mm -hmm. it, it actually makes it a lot of fun. Yeah, something like that. That's what I want to go see if I'm going to do these experiences, you know, because Mm -hmm. that's not something I I ever had the opportunity to see on a big screen. Mm -hmm. Um, Same here. The idea... Yeah, the idea of <laughs> of the experience at the time, you know, that's that's different. Like, yeah. I would love love to see Jaws on the big screen. Mm. Like, I've because ne- I've seen like every time there's a new edition that comes out, I'm I'm a sucker for it, and I'm just like, I gotta get this because this is the best. They cleaned it up. They've they've just made it look so much better and more pristine. It's always a great movie, and that would be one I'd love to see on a gigantic screen, in yeah. the best theater I could possibly find, but. I've just not had the opportunity. So something like that would be in that regard. I, I'm like you. I don't think they're gone for good. I don't even know if this is t- permanent because I kept seeing differing reports saying that it's temporary. Like they had reopened and now they're just shutting back down because they're just like, we just can't do this. Not enough people are doing it. Yeah. <laughs> and look, I get it. It's, I don't want them to close. But like yeah. you said, I'm not ready to go back. I I keep talking myself out of crowds. You right. know, if if there's a big crowd, like my parents wanted to take me out for my birthday. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a little nice way of doing that. And which happy belated birthday? Thank we'll you. say his birthday was last Friday. If you're if you're listening on Monday or through the week of what is today the twelfth, so. Uh-huh. And thank you to all the, the people who gave me birthday wishes. Little side note, Vaz pays attention. Yeah. Because he sent me a little gif of Mega Man and a birthday that, cake. Yeah. And he pays attention. I love that. It's good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff right there. But anyway, my parents want to take me out for my birthday. And usually it's just like, hey, let's go to some big restaurant and you can get whatever you want and we'll just take you out and we'll have a nice dinner and whatnot. I, I, I debated a lot. I was just, yeah. like, just, and there's like, where do you want to go? Do you want to go here? Do you want to go there? We can go here. We can go there. I was like, I really don't want to go anywhere. Yeah. Big. I was like, I just don't, I just, I'm not comfortable right now. And they're just like, well, I mean, we still, we, I mean, we could just grab some food and bring it back to your house if you want. And I'm like, 
Maybe, yeah. I said, I, yeah. so I tell you what, I said, I'll look for a place, see if I can find something, and then we'll just, we'll play it by ear. So I looked up a restaurant that was local, uh, mm-hmm. not local to the town I'm in, but just one town over. So sure. pretty, pretty much local. Still a smaller, smaller business. Right. Supporting. Uh, I had seen it before. Like I like looking on MapQuest sometimes and just seeing if I can find, not MapQuest, Listen, Google Maps. Boomer. I was just going to say Google MapQuest. Maps. I know. I heard that. I heard somebody talking about Jeez. MapQuest the other day. <laughs> like, does that thing still even exist? No, anymore? it doesn't. I don't even know why I said MapQuest. So I was looking on Google Maps. Okay, there you go. And, a little more current. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> and I just like seeing what's in the area, seeing if some new business has popped up or something like that that I would like to check out. And then I stumbled upon this place called the Voodoo Smokehouse. And yeah, it's just like fun. a little Caribbean barbecue joint. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. So I was kind of checking it out, and it looked fairly small. So I said, okay, well, why don't we go scope this place out, and we'll see. We'll, we'll play it by ear. Well, we get down there. It's dead <laughs> and i hate i hate that for the business right but i was more comfortable going in sure you know still had my mask still had all, all that but i was like i'm okay coming in here and ordering food and there was like one other couple in there uh ordering we had plenty of distance between us sure and it was fine i was nope. just gonna ask because like i know we had started where we put reserve signs on every other table to make yeah. sure we weren't sitting anyone right next to each other and right. all that kind of stuff so but i was comfortable with that and it wasn't until we practically were done with our food that people started like more people came in i was like all right we, we gotta go we gotta go <laughs> time to wrap it up go. wrap it up <laughs> let's go but yeah i mean that was nice to to at least get out for a little bit and just feel like i got out right it yeah was, it was it was good food it was just a nice little time. wasn't a great day as far as weather, because, gosh, if you can see it right now, it looks terrible outside. Just mm. rainy, foggy, grody mess. But my point That's being, about October weather. Where was I going with this? In, uh, we were my- we 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 were originally talking <laughs> about movie theaters, and we weren't ready to go crowds. Back. And crowds. Then your, your birthday, yeah, yeah. We crowds, were talking about yeah. crowds. So yeah, I get why people don't. I, I'm still in favor of this theater from home thing, but I do understand that maybe they're not making as much money, which doesn't add up to me to a, to a degree. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I heard the whole Mulan experiment didn't work for Disney Plus, And of course, everybody well, I is think now... that is kind of an outlier, to be fair, because it it came with a lot of controversy, mm-hmm. that movie. So even before it released, there was a you know movement to see it canceled or try to prohibit people from not prohibit them but strongly suggest to not give the money because of some circumstances surrounding them actually filming it and things of that nature so that may be a tough one as our first jumping off point as a deciding factor whether it'll work moving forward but but I have been curious about other movies that were in theaters temporarily uh, Mm -hmm. you know like toward the beginning of the pandemic and then when they just shifted to the theater from home, like what was, I never got any numbers as to how well they did. Yeah, like, I didn't either. The one but I kept forgetting to actively look it up too, to be fair. Yeah, so sure. I mean, the one in particular that I would say for me was the outlier during all that when it, when it started was the invisible man, because it was oh, definitely yeah. a movie that I wanted to see, but it was also one of those movies like 
I could probably wait until this comes to home video or something like that because, like, I do want to see it, but am I eager enough to see it and go out for it? It just sure. depends. And I was like, ah, nah, nah, nah. and then of course this happens, and then they're just like, well, here, there you go. And I'm like, sold. Here's twenty right. bucks. I'm getting to watch it at home. Boom. Mm-hmm. And I was okay with it because to me, that's about how much it would pay or cost to go out. So True. I was I was fine paying twenty bucks, and I think and that's still we've discussed this before. A family of three or four or mm-hmm. however many is going out, twenty bucks is cheaper than four tickets for popcorn, well or large popcorn, whatever. Mm-hmm. However you do things, sodas, candies. It is. It really is, and people don't yeah. see. That's that's the part of it. I don't. I can't wrap my head around when people complain. It's like twenty dollars is a lot. It's like it's not. You're getting a deal. <laughs> I think I don't. Yeah, I don't understand it either, because even if you have it for just three days, let's say that's not even purchased. But I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of these like they, you they've own been it, doing right? it. Yeah. The yeah. Five more dollars and it's yours. Right. Why not just so, do that? It's still more economical overall. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, you're not getting that full experience. But but if we're arguing money, it's still more economical to do it that way. Yeah. Convenience. Than to bring your entire family out to hell, even where I live, me just going by myself and springing on a popcorn and soda for just myself would probably be more than twenty bucks. About, in reality, like, yeah. my tickets are about fifteen. Large city things are a little bit more expensive because mm-hmm. the land they sit on is more expensive to rent. So you know, hell, so, I so might people, even be saving it solo. Yeah, so people have an understanding. She's absolutely right. Eight dollars. Tickets down here. Yeah. Oof. Eight dollars. Yeah. Give or take. Difference. Obviously. Yeah. With with some tax and what have you, but yeah, eight dollar range is about what I'm paying. But again, I know if you do the math, it doesn't quite add up twenty, but pretty close. Yeah. And I didn't have to spend the gas to go out to the theater. True. So Ta da! See, it all And I've up. never been able to go to the theater without snacking. Uh-huh. So I'm always buying something, usually pretzels or popcorn. Mm-hmm. Like, I want it. And 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 think about this you're getting the added bonus of, hey, if I got to go to the bathroom, pause. That's true. <laughs> I do have to plan my pee breaks. <laughs> yeah. So, see, I, there's a convenience to it, but I understand that theater is an, an experience. Yeah. I would. I don't want to not see certain movies in theaters, like one in particular that I'm I'm super excited for, and it keeps getting pushed back because of the stupid pandemic is <laughs> Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah, and I haven't even seen the trailer for this film, and I know it's done. I know it's ready. <laughs> That's just what makes it so much. Maybe worse. they're trying to debate how they're going to release it too. Yeah, like which way they want to go? Because it just it drives me mad. It's just like just please, for the love of God. I just I want to see something, please. Give me a snippet or just something. anything. Yeah. But it's that's a movie I want to see in theaters. Mm-hmm. Like that was one thing that I, I I mean, this is a little bit more on a personal note, but my dad got me into Godzilla and Kong as a kid, you know, and these two characters have not seen each other on screen for let me do the math. Fifty years almost. Oh, dear. Okay? Yeah. One movie back in 1963. It's never been done since. I want to take my father to this, and we see it together. Because yeah. we saw, you know, Kong Skull well, maybe Island. It'll, maybe it'll do a drive-in, 
And then you you both can do it a little bit more safely from your car or if you're the type to bring lawn chairs or something yeah. you know, and sit outside. I would just rather the COVID go away. But well, I, know I mean, that, if we're wishing for things, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I would have rather it not happened at all. You know? Sure. I, I just, I personally just want it to go away, but I know that's not, um, you know, it's just not going to happen like that. No, yeah, I think we're so. just riding this out for a while. But hey, I've got until May of 2021. <laughs> <to> <laughs> we'll keep our fingers crossed. That there will be a vaccine yeah. by then so I can go see this movie <laughs> to hell yep. with everything else. I'm just joking, people. Um, that's all I want. So, yeah, I I don't know. I guess in the long run, what I'm trying to say is that uh, I, I hope this isn't the end for theaters, but absolutely, yeah. I could understand if it if it happened. I hate it. Or if it's but. a brief pause and then we just see this grand reprise in a couple of years. I, I think I think a pause would be fine. It's what it's been. They everybody just needs to calm down right. and chill. If yeah, we we're all if we tired just of it. yeah I, I mean trust me I'm getting there yeah. and and we've talked about how antisocial we can be right I I'm starting to be like I do I would like to do something other than just home it would be nice to just know I could make the plans anyway yeah, and then right? leave and not feel anxious about it mm-hmm. you know I still yeah. go do what I need to do but like extra stuff that's not important yeah uh, yeah I've definitely slowed down on that assuming i was so ramped up to go do them all the time anyway it's just like now i feel like i've got a better excuse when i cancel Mm -hmm. but uh (laughs) yeah it would be nice uh one other thing i wanted to talk about while i'm Mm -hmm. thinking of things sure so i heard about this thing called the 2020 i'm sure it's just the year i don't know if they've been doing this for a while or not but it's called the discover pods have you ever heard of this I have not. Okay, Discover Pod Awards uh, announced their 2020 nominations. Okay. I went through this entire list of of categories. Where did we not go? We're not on there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Video games is not apparently a podcast category. There's what everything really? else. And I was like, are you kidding me? So we are really that niche? I mean, I though I feel like I we wouldn't be, but okay. I, I didn't think we were because last I checked, everyone was buying a Switch, right? Because of the pandemic, right? Everyone's playing video games, hmm. But yet they're not willing to acknowledge a video game podcast. Interesting. I I mean I don't know who these people are. It just it's it rubbed me the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, because. I, I thought I thought well maybe maybe it's under a different category because there was arts and comedy and all these things and I was like so what about film and TV sure enough there's a film and TV so huh. music uh, true crime science maybe all of us video game people we just don't know how to crack the code on making it mainstream or something I guess it goes along with being a shut in video game player maybe we just don't <laughs> get out. Yeah, people people who play video games apparently don't care about pot. I don't know. I don't. Know. I really yeah, have no idea. It's just it's bizarre to me that mm. we're that. Yeah, and I think with niche. us running in the circles, we do. We would expect more. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> maybe I don't we've just 
hold ourselves into our own little corner of the internet and we're very unaware of all the other stuff that's actually more popular i don't know but one day we're gonna break out of this corner and by god you'll all see you will just wait i mean it'll probably still be from this room maybe but you'll see (laughs) so uh what you been playing so, admittedly, it's been another slow video games week. I've, mm-hmm. I've been one of those. I've been obsessed with getting through Shit's Creek this week, so oh, I my apologize. God. Can right? we talk about like, that? Can we talk can about we that? guys? Would you guys mind? Because I guess as spoiler-free as possible, because I know Stateside just got season six. Yeah. What, last week? You know, and I had noticed it unintentionally because I literally just felt like rewatching some of the other seasons because I love David and Patrick so much. I was mm-hmm. in the mood to smile because they're like my favorite couple ever. I literally never had a couple make me smile as much as these two. So it was very feel good, you know? And then when I saw the new episodes on, on the, on the thumbnail, you know, on Netflix, I'm like, wait a minute. Did it finally happen? I knew it was October, but I couldn't remember what day. Oh my God. Such a lovely send off. It was, it was a lovely send-off. I'm still broken up that it's over, because I will have to say that's probably in my top of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... I, Even I, though it has Chris Elliott. Sorry, he, people. <laughs> I can definitely do without him. I'm not knocking him or anything. It's just not my cup of tea for comedy. His character is quite annoying. Ah, He's just one of those... It drives me crazy, and I know yeah. that's the point, but right. so maybe job well done. You know, yeah. <laughs> maybe I should be looking at it that way, like, you know, but ah, uh, ah, uh, yeah, I could do mm. without him. It's like, stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just stop being Chris Elliott, but it's fine, you know, it's just not my cup of tea. Yeah. That, it didn't keep me from watching it, clearly. It's, uh, it is. If you've never watched Shit's Creek, people, I'm, I'm not even joking. It's such a good so show. good. Just the writing, the ensemble cast, the just even the character development from start to end. Like it was just it was just very well rounded overall, very well done. Just very well done. And that's that's definitely the, 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 the character development. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Watching these characters be start I mean, when you really think about where they began, right. They were hard to like. Oh God, yeah. And by design, I'm sure. <laughs> by the end of it, you love them. Like you, so you nice. want the best for them, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know. I can't. I don't want to say stuff without spoiling. I know. I don't want to spoil it. But let me, did let me, you finish it though? I did. Like you I got did. through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. So I will say this: <clears throat> I hate watching David cry because he he hits me he emotionally. Really does, right? Like when he starts crying, I feel it, and I just want to hug him. I want to give him the biggest. Biggest hug. Like, I feel like all of us wanted David as a best friend. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Like, I I would, I could go for that in my life, for sure. Because he would be completely honest, but he would be completely loyal. You and know? so bizarre that it just makes for a lot of fun times. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, a lot of stories. <laughs> I will but, say yeah. this. I don't know if you, you watched this or not, but did you see the, like... Uh, won't say like a full documentary, but it's like a mini documentary about 40 minutes long about Schitt's Creek, the funnel. Uh, I don't know. I had been avoiding a lot of stuff because of, of spoilers. So now I'm going to have to go back and um, check all these things out now that I've seen it. Yeah. Since you've watched it now, now would be the best time because it's, it's almost like a uh, epilogue to the show ending. Be cry? 
probably because it, it got me a few times yeah. because it was essentially talking about all of the actors uh people working on the show and even people who are just fans talking about what they love about these characters how they grew where they yeah. started how they even became who they were like i mean there were even some very interesting stories about the actors and where they were in their lives before they got the show and then mm -hmm. what that did for them going forward i did hear a little blip about annie murphy though that mm -hmm. apparently she was just about to call it as far as acting was concerned and and booked this part and i i'm so happy like yeah. could you i know there probably is other phenomenal actors that could have done it but could you imagine like she just embodied it and nailed it so well it's it's that it's those little nuances, those little facial features. Like mm -hmm. sometimes you just and see how that she look says, on her face. David, like I can't even do it, but <laughs> it's just She's, little yeah, things that she adds to it. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. I, I couldn't see anybody. Everyone was perfectly cast. I think mm -hmm. it really was a great ensemble, and I think those are usually the shows that end up drawing me more when it's not just one single character that we're following through. If you can get a full-on ensemble mm -hmm. that just beautifully works together like you take one of them out and it wouldn't have worked nowhere near as beautifully as it did and then of course you've got you know the levy's genius behind what they do and mm -hmm. Catherine o'hara for the love of god right how do yeah. you not love her and then i'd never heard of annie murphy before this so it was just it was great it was great yeah. sorry we deviated from video games but i just i am i'm still <clears throat> obsessed with this show it's just so lovely no yeah absolutely it, it, it's a good recommendation for anybody who wants a good laugh and just now's a, a good time because it's all done mm -hmm. you can watch it start to end you know you don't have to fear about you know is it going to get canceled in the between it's just a nice run yeah. six seasons you'll laugh you'll cry you might hate chris like me but it's fine you might like or, it. sorry roland yeah <laughs> who knows who knows who knows but, but i recommend it highly. yeah yeah but that I watched that and I still checked in on my my fallout shelter and my my overcrowd, you know, the trades because I've noticed that keeps getting regular updates now that it's coming out of early access. So I've been trying to catch that as it comes. And mm -hmm. and so that that was pretty much it because I've also been uh, finally joining your nine to five grind. You yeah, know, so right. I've actually been busy Congrats. through the week now, not just sitting on my butt. Thank you. I wanted to give it a little time because you never know. <laughs> yeah, 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 you never know. I don't want everyone going, oh, congratulations. And I'm like, oh, yeah, JK. Yeah, mm -hmm. that didn't work. But <laughs> it's been like three weeks now. So I'm really confident they're going to keep me for a little bit now anyway. Good. So, so yeah, the commute's nice. Yeah. yeah. Takes you about, what, two seconds to get to the... It, provided there's no traffic in the hallway. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I was very fortunate that they were willing to do 100% remote. And, uh Yeah. Finally, for the first time since February for me, that's to, right uh, to be able to work and get a real paycheck again. So, so yeah, good, wonderful. How about you? Have you been getting to play anything now that we're, I guess, going back to video games here? Maybe yeah, this is why we're not on the list. Maybe I don't know. Screw <laughs> them. We we've not. They're we've like, only we don't recently... know what category this goes in anymore. Is it games? This this was what this shifted because of the the mini pods that we did, and we enjoyed that really so did. much. We really so we were did. doing a lot of video game stuff before that, so uh-uh. Uh-uh. Yeah, no, that's true. That's fair. Anyway. It's only been for a few months. Yeah. Anyway, um, 
I think I'm done with Super Mario Odyssey. I, I tried to go back and start doing some stars, and I was like, yeah, I beat this. I'm done. And I, it goes back to a mindset that I have. If I've beaten something, if, if there's nothing more I can do, I'm done. I mean, mm. I can go collect all this crap all day long, but what is it going to achieve? Nothing. So I'm done. Um, <clears throat> I did get to try because uh, Katrina and I were just, it was a nothing night. And I guess since we were done with that, it's like, hey, let's try something new. The Untitled Goose Game, but it's now oh, yeah. the Untitled Geese Game, where you've got two player. Oh, yeah. So you I can did see both... a little blip about that, yeah. So we, we thought we'd try that out. Uh, it's, it's definitely still fun. Uh, it it takes, depending on who you have playing with you, <laughs> they can either be a great ally or a nuisance. <laughs> oh, uh, well, I mean... Ducks are jerks. Mm-hmm. Geese are jerks. Uh, well, any bird, I think, at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Just jerks. But it, it definitely helps with cooperation because you can get a lot more done uh, if you know exactly what you're doing. Just kind of hitting it up. Or you can Ooh, just... Could, like, one of you be the distraction while the other one's actually getting the... Uh, exactly. The, what, checklist done or mm-hmm. whatever. Task notes. So as long as they can keep them distracted long enough. But the only problem is, is that at certain, some point, like in any uh, same screen two-player... If you get too mm-hmm. far attached from one another. Uh, but they do have kind of a workaround with that. So if you get to two ends of the screen, whoever is kind of most important at the time can start honking. And then mm-hmm. the camera will kind of shift to their perspective for a moment until yeah. they get back to the other person. It's not split screen? No. Oh, okay. So you just share the screen. So it, that became frustrating at times because obviously we're trying to do two different things and we just kind of hit the limits of the screen. It's like, well, I don't know what to do. Right. What y'all is going to have to agree to do one for a minute. <laughs> yeah. So, but it was, it was pretty fun. We, we got through the entire game like in a couple of hours because again, it's not a very long game, but it's, it's a lot of fun. And just I would imagine to, with help, maybe a little faster. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But it, it's definitely a lot of fun. Just, I mean, if you've never played the game, I recommend it. I've recommended mm-hmm. it before. It's great. Uh, one big twist in in my gaming um, is I picked up Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Oh, you did now, did ya? Yeah. Um, because like I didn't buy it. My son uh, has it in his library, and for I don't know, understand how the switches work. So he can put his games on our switch, and okay. apparently he put it on there, and I saw it. And I had nothing to do, and I was like, "I'll try this." Let's see. Yeah. Um, I'm hooked. <laughs> I see, got... this is this is where we'll have to disagree because this was one that I had the most unpopular opinion of. I'm like, "Oh my god!" I, well, I mean, you and Todd both didn't like it, and yeah. and that's where I'm so because I heard you both. I'm just like, I'm prepared to be bored, and I'm I got sucked in. And, but, but that's people do really like it though. I feel like I'm an outlier in that regard, you know. I think I think a lot of it comes from I mean, do you have any kind of love or attachment to the series? I really loved the very first one and maybe that's what it is for me cuz they play so different and mm-hmm. I have the nostalgia of the original Zelda. You know, the the side-scroller, kind of more of a dungeon-crawler type thing. And I can remember as a kid loving that game. But I never could get into any other version of Zelda since. Right. Like, even Zelda 2. Yeah. 
it was fine, but I, I feel like they changed up the formula enough that I just didn't enjoy it as much anymore. Well, fun fact, you're not alone in disliking that one. That's one of the most reviled ones because people were just <laughs> like, what it. is this? Yeah. I tried it. Uh, I think I'm, I have enough because I'm, I'm a huge fan of the series. I've played every game in the series. Mm-hmm. For the most part, I think there are a few that maybe I missed that were on handhelds, but for the most like part, I've played. Like spinoff ones. Yeah. yeah. But I, I'm pretty sure I played most of these games. And I didn't want to pass on this. I wanted to at least give it a shot, despite what you guys were saying. Because I trust, you know, I trust your opinions. But we we have different but at we're times. we're all different people. Yeah. But I just, I got into it. And I Good. think it goes into not just the Zelda aspect of it, but the open worldness of it all. Mm-hmm. Like it. I get suckered into those for some reason because when it comes to exploration and then I get to see how I get to explore, I mean, I can go anywhere. Like, yeah. dude can climb. He's like Spider-Man. He can climb a damn mountain like he it's nobody's business. And once as I long was... As you have enough stamina. Yeah. And once I started doing that, I was just like, well, I can go over here and I can go over here. So I just started climbing things and finding ways up. And even if I started falling, I was like, no, I'm going to get up this damn mountain. So I'd get it in my head that I'm going to find a way up here. And I did. Uh-huh. And I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of digging it. So well, good. I'm, I'm That's really always the hope. Yeah. I didn't hope you'd hate it. I was, I was concerned. I, I mean, there are a few things that, I mean, it's, it's definitely a different experience based on mm-hmm. other games because they changed up so much in regards to how you get your weapons and your clothes and everything. But, I also kind of respect what they're doing. I feel like I have everything at my disposal. I just have to kind of keep it up. Like the weapons breaking and stuff like that. It's a little annoying, but I've gotten to a point where the system is easily swappable. Like if I break something, I'm just like, all right, grab it, go. I got the next one, go. And I just kind of keep the the cycle moving. Combat is still kind of... um, I feel like I'm not quite getting it. Like, it's so familiar, but for some reason, my buttons and my brain are not, they're not connecting for some, I don't know why. I have yet to figure that out. Well, that also could just be, since you're using a different controller. Yeah. You know, since again, we couldn't agree where the X or cross or whatever people are calling it goes. And that's, that's the bizarre thing too, is I'm using the GameCube controller and it's already. Oh. (sighs) it's that's wrong too yeah because <laughs> wrong like the buttons are not in like a triangle they're kind of like here we go and so you've got the little b button here the big a button here and then you've got your y button here and your x button over here so it's all jacked oh my up. god yeah so i'm still trying to kind of keep it in my head it's like where am i hitting <laughs> it's it's bizarre keyboard you, mouse all day baby i know it, at least got one constant, they at least all they? my keyboards have agreed where WASD goes. But I'll keep you posted uh, if I if I lose interest, but I don't... Well, I, don't, I hope you love it. Yeah. I hope it continues to be a great game for you. I hope so. I'm curious about the, the lore now that uh, mm-hmm. I'm kind of getting into it, but we'll see. All right, let's do some news since we've chatted for quite some time now. I can't help it. I'm going to talk to you people. It is what it is. Yeah, I don't get to talk to you as much. <laughs> Um, news. What are we talking about? News. Well, let's let's talk about what I would probably consider the big news, unless something has happened between now and 
when I was writing the news, uh, right. reports from journalists and content creators and influencers stating that the Xbox Series X is uh, running extremely hot. Oof. In fact, someone got burned, like <gasps> touching it. Oh, no. Oh, now, oh, no. one journalist compared it to a fireplace shaft and even noticed that the console wasn't even doing anything taxing to the system. Like, he was just running the menus. And it was running See, hot. The cooling is where I thought they would have the better end of it because of how open it was, you know. Yeah, you think? it needs more holes throughout the actual. Uh, ooh. Yeah. Another journalist claimed to have burned his hand on the console's storage expansion. Uh, one thing to note is that the console is, in fact, emitting the heat. So, I mean, it's, it's venting out, uh-huh. but there's just a lot of it. Uh, But it does raise concerns about overheating, you know, over time, among other things. A spokesperson responded uh, to these concerns via Twitter saying the console will uh, output system heat out of the exhaust, just as any other console will. Our engineering team confirmed that the heat leaving the console is not significantly different than the Xbox One X. Uh, He says, this matches my experience at home. Quiet, fast, impressive power for the size. Now, you can take that statement however you wish, because... Well, I mean, if people are getting burned, yeah, and these are kids... I don't remember they're anyone... they to touch it. Well, I mean, the the kids probably will get burned. I mean, this is a journalist that burned his hand, so you know kids would... Oh, yeah. <laughs> but at the, mm. on the same token, if you're someone whose heat went out... <laughs> that, well, you got a bonus. <laughs> That's true. But Hopefully I'm not, it's not attached to your electricity. Yeah, that's true. I mean, God, that's just, it seems irresponsible, despite if it's exhausting uh, or not. It just seems like. Yeah, I feel like that's something they would have been able to emulate easily in a test before it got shipped out. Yeah. Now, on the flip side of this, a report came out on the PlayStation 5 uh, and its report of liquid metal or its use of liquid metal on the system's operation chip. Now, the PlayStation 4 long struggled with heat distribution, so Sony has attempted to avoid past mistakes because they used some sort of paste on the PlayStation 4. I don't know why you would use paste, but anyway, uh, this is a combination between an AMD chip, a heat heat sink design, and, of course, a T1000. So they've got little uh, things where you can just kind of see the, the liquid in the chip and it's just moving around. And apparently, according to Sony... This is supposed to provide, quote, long-term, stable, high-cooling performance. I guess we'll wait and see. I mean, they did take it apart for all of us Mm -hmm. this week. Like, I could understand what we were doing it for, but... (laughs) It doesn't matter. But, I mean, hey, that's... I guess we'll see when they start getting them because I still know a lot of games journalists that are like, haven't gotten it yet, but hopefully soon. But, yeah, that's the the big but. Uh, The next big story that I thought would be worth mentioning, um, if you thought GameStop was on its last legs, then fear not, because Microsoft may have saved it. Uh, In a new multi-year partnership, GameStop stores will now modernize their equipment with Microsoft hardware like Surface tablets and Dynamic 365 in a move to better serve their customers. Furthermore, GameStop will offer the Xbox All Access that allows players to essentially pay for their new console in installments 
while getting access to all the games available with the Xbox Game Pass. So you can just walk right into a GameStop and nab you a Series X, should they have one, sure. uh, without paying a dime. Or at least not yeah. $500 or while, whatever. Right? <laughs> yeah, over time, you will be paying for this. Uh, right. While this move may seem more beneficial to GameStop up top, I have no doubt this will know, or this will help push Xbox consoles into houses down the line. Because sure. if you can go in and buy one PlayStation uh, for four or five hundred dollars, or you have this other console that you could just walk out with little to no money, which one are you gonna do? I mean, some people are not brand loyal. That's true. Well, I feel like the states are more brand loyal than other countries, but sure, mm-hmm. I could I could see that. Yeah, I was actually reading through that because I, I I saw where like a lot of the uh, the, the Microsoft um, devices were going to get implemented in the store as well to help make things more streamlined for the associates mm-hmm. to hopefully learn their purchasing history and all this kind of stuff to help you out when you come in make it a little more fast for you i don't know i mean say what you will about gamestop i i i would still hate to see an actual store video games going away altogether so we'll see how this helps out i don't know yeah i'm thinking this will be if nothing else is a crutch for them to get by for a little while longer I don't know that for sure. This could revitalize the whole thing. Don't sure. know. We will have to wait and see. Yeah. Um, the next thing I have, and I was just going to throw this as a quick hit, but there's a lot to kind of cover, so I just figured, ah, eh, we'll do it here. Uh, Resident Evil is getting a film reboot. <laughs> if you're excited about that. Uh, this is coming <laughs> like from... I just anymore. I can't even take I, it. I know. This is coming from the original film producers, which I don't know if gives me a lot of hope, but it will be directed by someone new, unlike mm. the last series, which seemed to be the same guy. Uh, yeah. This will be directed by Johannes Roberts. He's best known for the film 47 Meters Down and its sequel. According to the director, his vision will maintain focus on the narrative of the first two games but told in a very grounded human way. So take the incident in Raccoon City and the mansion, I guess Mm -hmm. happening simultaneously, which seem like two completely different. But I guess you could do that. I don't know. I'm not going to... I feel like you're going to be cutting out a lot of narrative in there somewhere. Weren't they supposed to be doing some Netflix series too, or no? That, That animated film or whatever. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. Uh, Now... They did also announce a cast, and it's not bad. Not bad. Oh, yeah. There's some there's some familiar names in there. I'm I'm interested to see, but it also uh, puts my mind at slight ease just seeing the characters they're going to be using, because you know the last game or the last movie. Bless. Oh, I quit watching halfway through that series. Like I said, I watched. I think the... I got to three, and I was like, I I'm done. I was done at two. <laughs> Because they just uh, pissed all over those characters. Anyway, uh, what do we got here? So, starring in the adaptation, adaptation, I struggled with that word, will be <laughs> Kaya, Sc- shit, names, <laughs> Scottolero, seems right, Kaya Scottolero, if I said that wrong, screw you, uh, <laughs> as Claire Redfield, 
She's best okay. known for the Maze Runner series. I've never watched it, so I don't know who she is. I've heard of it, though. But. Uh, playing her brother, Chris, is Robbie Amell, who is a very steadily working actor. I don't know if you know his name. Um, he's been in projects like Scooby-Doo, The Flash, X-Files. Uh, most recently, he was in the Netflix uh, Babysitter movie. Oh, my gosh. I don't is remember. Is he the main character? Is that who it is? Because I've actually watched those two travesties on Netflix. I don't know if he is or not. Um, I would assume he's probably one of the, the bigger. What was his name again? Robbie Amell. I actually know him from uh, the CW, like The Flash. He okay, was a, it's not who I was thinking of, but I do recognize him now that I see his face. Yeah, he was he was on The Flash. He was on Legends of Tomorrow, all those DC comic book shows. Uh, even his brother was uh, Arrow, the Green Arrow. Oh, okay. But I do I do remember him from the movie, and actually his character was kind of fun. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Good, good, good. Uh, we also have Avian Avon. Yeah, there's no I in there. Avon Yoga. Yogia? Shit. I hate this. <laughs> <sighs> He's playing Leon Kennedy. He's also been in films like the most recent Shaft adaptation and Zombieland Double Tap. Uh, this one was a very interesting casting choice. This next one here, Tom Hopper, uh, will be Wesker. Hopper has been in shows like Black Sails, Game of Thrones, but has also recently rose to heavy prominence as Luther on Umbrella Academy. Oh, okay. I think that's yeah. kind of an inspired choice. I could see him being Wesker. Uh, finally, Neil McDonough seems right. Uh, as William Birkin, he has been in, you know his face. If you've seen, if you happen to know his oh, name. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've, I've been playing along just looking at names yeah. so I can see if I recognize him. But, yeah, you guys have totally seen this guy in a lot of 30 stuff. years in the business. He's been in anything from Captain America, Arrow, Desperate Housewives, Justified, Yellowstone, Sonic the Hedgehog, for crying out loud. Just a yeah. name. I mean, he's been in everything. So, you know, he's one of those guys. You know who he is. You've you seen him. I know him that in guy. That guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you're looking forward to what's supposed to be a more accurate representation of Resident Evil, then cross your fingers and hope for the best. Because that's we'll all see. I can tell you. I guess someone's bound to do it eventually, huh? I guess. Uh, do you have any big stories? If not, because I'm going to go to Quickets. Uh, I mean, it did seem like a big Microsoft week. Okay. Uh, so there was only one other thing that I, I made note of since we've been talking about, well, not as much anymore, this whole, like, everyone's taking a stab at Apple kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Well, Microsoft um, is making new Windows App Store policies now, which oh. seems like another little stab at it and what would appear to be attempt at challenging Apple once again. Um they published 10 different principles that it's promising to adopt for developers on their storefront moving forward, where it promises to hold its own apps to the same standards as competing apps and a commitment to charge reasonable fees that are reflective of rival app stores on Windows and won't block apps on Windows based on devs' choice of in-app payment systems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you wanted to check that out, they've got that on their store, the 10 different... Uh, policies that they plan on moving forward so things like the devs will have the freedom to choose whether to distribute their apps through windows or through an app store and will not block competing apps on the windows store okay uh, if the devs want to do an in-game payment system sounds like right here by all means have at it um 
timely access to information about, you know, their interfaces and how Windows is going to set forth new inoperability principles and things of that nature. So I wasn't able to find what percentage that they were going to plan to take from here. Because I remember calling them out, what, a few weeks ago where I was like, I expect you to start charging less than 30% now as well. Yeah. Maybe now they are. Maybe they're actually putting, you know, their money where their mouth is or a little less money where their mouth is. But uh, yeah, and apparently they're going to be extremely transparent about its rules and policies and promotions and everything moving forward than it has been and apply everything consistently across the board, whether they made it or not. All right. We'll see how they enforce those, I guess, moving forward, because I'll be I'll be looking now. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> You're looking now. It feels like You're a to do that. an interesting move, almost yeah, like they're well, playing a game of chess. They really are. I even read an article about Microsoft teaming up with um, a South Korean gaming market um, called SK. Well, SK Telecom is the name of it, where they're partnering with them. I guess trying to get a bigger foothold in uh, you know gaming in that market. So SK Telecom, I guess, uses is more of working on 5G networks in that area and does cloud gaming services. So Microsoft is teaming up with them to bring their cloud service through that for like 1440 a month is what it, you know, the, the transfer rate broke down to, mm-hmm. which is another cloud gaming for them to have access to more than a hundred games of Microsoft's on phones and tablets and things like that over there. So hmm. They're making some big moves here, trying really to are. you know get out of just the the United States or North America, which is where they've been the most popular so far. Um, yeah, so some big moves on Microsoft this whole year. It's starting to feel like it really does. All right, let's do some quickets. Mm-hmm. Now these quickets may seem a little less like beef. They're going to seem like beefier quickets because these weren't. I mean, they were good headlines, but they weren't enough to to be sure. a story so they're just it's kind of a, so in between. a quicker news yeah it's it's a yeah. beefy some of them are beefy but not all a of beef them. it yeah so yeah. i'll I just know if i like that and, and we might not have anything to talk about with them they're just worth mentioning things that's why they're quickets mm-hmm. anyway uh sony released a new trophy system for the playstation uh one that increases the level cap from 100 to 999 now, due to this change, all players' levels are or have been adjusted accordingly to match their current scale. So if you were sitting at, like, level 10, you may now be in the triple digits. Additionally, there are now level badges that reflect the bronze, silver, gold, and platinum systems. So if your level falls between, like, 1 and 299, you'll have a bronze, 300 and 599 silver, 600 gold. And then if you hit the 999, you're at platinum. Certified. Okay. Uh, what the badges mean outside of some sense of pride and accomplishment, I don't know. But when have they ever though? I know. Uh, like, <laughs> I mean, I think I was at like not, level. Not it, but yeah, no, I think I was at like level thirty-two, and now I'm like four thirty something. Hmm. I don't All know, right. but I guess cool. Sure. I mean, I was, your a, I was a participation. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm not. It doesn't bother me. I do have I did I have talked in the past about my my trophy like I have to be top of my list because I'm just mm-hmm. that guy but I'm there now I'm okay don't start You're messing with in. everything yeah. and make me drop <laughs> but 
Uh, also, while we're talking about Sony, they released a list of PlayStation 4 games that will not play on the PlayStation 5, and it's really 10 games that you are not going to miss. I, I mean, so much so well, that good, I, didn't I, make, uh, I didn't make an effort to list them because I'm like, I don't know what these games are. Oh, well then... Yeah, that's probably like everyone at home is like, oh, but no, those 10 games were amazing. And I've been playing them since the PlayStation 2. And I can't believe they would do that now. Mm. I don't know. That said, um, according to Sony, mm -hmm. unless I misread, every other title on the PlayStation 4 library will be available at launch. And as soon as you sign into the PlayStation 5, you will see it in your library and you can play it. All right. So, outside of those 10 games. All right. But everything else, there you go. Go look on Twitter now. Yeah. Uh, about the 10. So, hey, Super Mario Brothers 35, Nintendo's online-only multiplayer Mario game, uh, came out on October 1st. It's kind okay. of in the vein of, like, Tetris 99, where it's just a bunch of people playing the same game, but then they can screw over the other player because you're doing okay. stuff, and it just it looks like crazy fun. But guess what? I'm not going to play it now because players have hacked it, <sighs> and I just, I'm done. I, mean, I don't get it. I don't either. It's like we can't have nice things. No. And look, I'm again, it's already a, a multiplayer game, and uh -huh. I'm already kind of not feeling that as it is, but... I was, I was curious. I thought sure. maybe I, I would give this a go. But the fact that someone's already hacked it, I just don't see any point now. It's uh, ruining everyone else's good time. So what happened is in the game, coins are used as a scoring system that can be used to unlock other levels and features. Uh, but amazingly, five players uh, sit at the top of the leaderboard with a max amount of coins, 999,999 which seems highly unlikely within the time span that the game has been out. So, screw them. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, NetherRealm Studios announced Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate, which is a new game expansion that includes every DLC pack for the low, low price of $59.99 that some of us paid more for. I feel like they've bumbled this whole thing up. They have. Anyway, <laughs> this comes with the new combat pack, which confirms the three fighters we mentioned last week or the week before, whenever. Oh, uh, I did see some of that truth or trash. You probably are going to tell us what we got right or wrong here soon, but just say it. I saw. Yeah. Rain, Melina, and Rambo. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And... I'll be honest with you. I will say. And I that. think I said truth. You did. You did. Just for the record. <laughs> for the record, this is one other thing too. Uh, I, I it made me realize how much I hate leaks because mm -hmm. I was cool seeing those characters, but at the same time, I'm like, you know how excited I would have been not knowing who was in. Oh, this? I hate leaks. Like it's just a big spoil sport. I feel like we just have to 100% get off of social media if we ever want to be surprised at anything ever again. Plus, I mean, for that matter, why if if I was um running the YouTube account, don't don't put like the biggest reveal in the in the thumbnail. I know that's a draw. Oh yeah. But oh my god, like say new secret character or some shit like that and make people click on it make them right. enticed because the moment you show them rambo 
I mean, they're like, oh, right? cool, Rambo. I mean, granted, they're going to want to see it in action, but you've you've given away the lead. I mean, right. that's the big that's the big deal. But mm-hmm. unlike a certain Terminator, Stallone is Rambo. That's oh, he did. That is Stallone. Okay. He is voicing his character, and I'm like, what? I don't understand. Schwarzenegger is he use he's put his voice, his likeness, and everything in that Predator game. But he couldn't do it for this? I'm telling you, man, I don't understand how these contracts and who owns what likeness for what or kind of backroom dealings they feel is, oh, this is definitely worth more than that. I don't. All he had to do was record his voice. It's all he had to do. I still think it's always tied up in whoever owns the actual character. I hate it. Anyway, for all I know, he said no to like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, I don't understand how complicated these contracts get. And then when people get greedy. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm currently under the assumption, because I've not been told otherwise, that this is a this is part of the, the whole aftermath pack. This is not something you have to pay for. OK, because, you know, we thought aftermath was going to be part of the whole season pass. And then that turned out to be an entirely new expansion. We had to pay for it. Yeah. So I'm assuming these are not characters we have to pay for. Uh, so until I don't know I f- anymore. Until- for all I know, in a month, it's free. Well, my God. The way they've been I mean, <laughs> doing the Seriously, think about that. Anybody who yeah. bought Aftermath, I mean, I, again, I, I'm hoping, because if this is an add-on that you have to pay for, then those people who bought the Aftermath thinking they're getting a better deal are now getting screwed over worse than us who bought the season pass and had to pay for the aftermath, all this extra, it's just, it's bullshit. Anyway. Another good reason not to pre-order stuff I know. anymore. Now, uh, this will come with a free upgrade to the next-gen console, obviously, since we just mentioned, hey, all the games are coming over. Uh, sure. will come with visual enhancements, 4K resolution, and even cross-play. So if you're wanting to play with your buddy on another console... Really? Yes. All right. Uh, All of this releases on November 17th, so get at it. Uh, EA revealed Need for Speed Hot Pursuit Remastered, which releases on the 6th of November. Woo. Okay. Octodad developer Young Horses. Did you ever play Octodad? Uh, No. I heard no things i don't i i mean i i remember seeing it in action a few times and it looks like a lot of tomfoolery that would be fun for like 30 minutes and after that i feel like the joke would run sure run stale on me but well maybe this tomfoolery might be for you because their next game bug snacks uh will release on november 12th for the playstation 4 5 and pc via the epic game store which i feel like is every pc game nowadays uh at least for a while yeah. yeah I'm not quite sure what the game is about, but there's a good voice cast. Uh, there are. Well, I remember seeing the trailer for Bug Snacks, and then people were all into the song for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. So okay, fine, it was cute, but no. After a couple of plays, it mm-hmm. would drive me crazy. Yeah, it looks cute. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd be willing to give it a shot, I guess, just out of curiosity. Yeah, why not? Uh, it's got a pretty impressive voice cast with the likes of Yuri Lowenthal, Barbara Goodson, Cassandra Lee Morris, and even Roger Craig Smith. So if you okay. love all these famous voice actors and actresses, you might hear a voice that you know. Perfect. 
Uh, it also seems that the Bethesda deal over at Microsoft is kicking off perks as three game collections are looking to release on the Series X. Uh, Wolfenstein's Alternate History Collection, the Dishonored Collection, and Pray the Arcane Collection. All exclusive to the Xbox Series X. I wonder if there's any little perkies thrown in there. I have no doubt. They won't say it. I feel like you need to. Mm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Not sure if we spoke about this um, in previous episodes. I don't remember. But you stopped me if we we did. Uh, There were two new Monster Hunter games announced for the Switch. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise and Monster Hunter Stories 2. Uh, anyway, there, the reason I'm bringing this up is there was an interesting article on Polygon where they were talking about uh, a new companion you'll have in Monster Hunter Rise, and it's a canine known as a Palamute that you can train, you can ride it around, and be your new hunting hunting buddy. Uh, you know, if, if you're not mm-hmm. fond of the Palico, or maybe you are fond of the pa- Palico, they can still come I along mean, with you. I mean, is it just as cute? Well, it's a big dog, so it just depends. Are you a cat or a dog person? And the cool thing about this is, is that if you don't really like the Palico, you can then bring along two of these dogs, so you can have like a hunting pack. I mean, it is pretty cute, too. It's it's up to you. They're giving you options to hunt, if that's what you want to do. I feel like I do remember reading about this this week, but it, it, what reminded me was me looking it up just just now to see was the big stuffed animal version of it mm. that I think was, does it say here? Because I want to say it had to do with the Switch release, which you just talked about. I don't know. I'm looking at the stuffed animal now, so that was pretty cute. And I remember people talking about possibly wanting to get that yeah. for those who collect merch yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me, but it is cute. I still think the the cal- palico is is cuter. I mean, I'm a palico but... man myself. I I don't know if I would be a, a palamute person, but who knows? I know I know but Katrina would it's probably nice to have options. Yeah, I think she would be a palamute person because she's a dog. Oh, yeah. She's a dog person. Dog lover. Yep. So did you know that Dungeons and Dragons was kind of racist? <laughs> okay. <laughs> There was a rule. I mean, sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, a rule was recently removed that negatively impacted your ability score modifier based on your race. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Now, I know it might be more complicated than that, but it's not really. <laughs> if you break it down, it really isn't. It's like I've played it very little and nowhere near to the point where... I was fluent in all of its rules and lore, even a little bit. I mean, you know. look. I just, I guess, took it more of in that game as a, well, because they're magic classes and things like that, that that just kind of determined what area you were better at because you were born into this magic or into this cast or if you're human, I don't know. Well, this seemed to be so, race-based in some way, and, you know, well, that's they do wrong. Say, yeah, they do use that terminology, so. Mm. So, mm. there you go. A little history for you. And look, if you love Dungeons & Dragons and you think I'm shitting on it, I'm not. I'm just, I'm, I'm quoting the news. Right? <laughs> right? 
It's had a couple of weeks, actually, D&D, I feel yeah. like. I've seen some. It's, rah, 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 rah. it's fine. That's where it stemmed from. It's fine. No one hates you and thinks you're racist for playing that game that had a racist thing in it. It's gone now. Just get right. over it. Uh, due to a recent crackdown by Facebook, everyone's favorite social media platform, Woo. they were trying to remove hate speech. Uh, caught up in the uh, rigmarole was a yeah. group of Fallout 76 players known as the Free States Militia. And, <laughs> you know, they sound like a hate group. Sure. Because that's what people are nowadays. Uh, they got banned from the platform, being mistaken for an actual militia group. Uh, but eventually this mistake was reversed and allowed them to come back to the cesspool that is Facebook. So, good Damn, for like, them. Even when they try to do something right, poor Fallout 76 gets pooped on. It's funny, though. <laughs> I mean, it kind of is. It kind of reminds me of the, the Sean Bean incident mm -hmm. on Twitter when he was a, a hit and hit man. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, how did you kill him? Did you get him? And then like all these people started getting banned for talking about killing Sean Bean. <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't laugh, but in this case he was fine. You know, oh, yeah, it was just sure. about the game. But it's kind of funny. These platforms don't know. Like just well, all right. Yeah. It is what it is. <laughs> uh finally this was a, a last-minute edition. New footage from Monster Hunter, the film, was seen during an online Comic-Con Comic Comic interview with the film's director, Paul W.S. Anderson. Hey, he's the guy who directed all those Resident Evil movies. Yeah, Doesn't that is. make you feel great about you this know, movie? Same cast, basically, too. Yeah. Uh, the clip is about as quick and simple as, as the... Uh, the other clip we saw with the Diablos, black Diablos, matter of fact, I was looking into that. It, that is a black Diablos. It's not just a regular Diablos. Ah. I know. People care. I do. Well, the, the, the fans themselves, the hardcore ones, will. I know. So, in this interview, or, well, in the clip, let me let me do that. Instead of being them on a tank and then the, the Diablos coming out, they're in a plane flying over the monster hunter world i guess and then a rathalos attacks and we actually get to see it in all its glory and it looked pretty cool so it, it looked accurate i was reading an article about it from his perspective this week and the way that it was broken down now whether that was just to get us calmer about the ones who were getting like how you were upset that why in the world did we have to do it on our world when Monster Hunter World is so, you know, mm -hmm. flush with other lore and different ways we could have done this. That <clears throat> he was describing it as that Mila's character is actually being presented as the player. Correct. I, I didn't hear this In the too. Monster Hunter world. Mm -hmm. So, and when I was reading through that, it sounded a little bit more interesting from that perspective. But again, I'll have to see its execution overall right. to see. But when, when it was framed in that way, it sounded more interesting than what we basically were left to believe up till this point because we weren't getting a whole lot of information. Right. So, if that's the way they're doing it, and it is still based in that world it could be all right it could be all right we'll yeah. see like I, you said but no i agree because that was when i heard that as well i was trying to read through it and and kind of understand it and i was like all right i see your approach now 
Mm-hmm. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Right. Because the monsters already look accurate as hell. I'm on board with it from that from that already. So, so now as long as you don't dawdle in our world and that's just enough to set up why she's going yeah. over there and then the rest of the movie is like that, fine. And I'm going to assume that we're actually going to see more of this world, not just, you know, one hour over here in the real world and then like 30 minutes mm-hmm. over in the, that world. Because uh, throughout that little confirmation explanation, he did confirm there will be palicos in the movie. So that will be interesting to see. And I don't okay. think why why would you put them in the movie if you're not going to utilize them and explain who they are? Because that was the other part of it, too, that he mentioned. He said she's not going to know all this stuff. So as she is technically the avatar for the audience, mm-hmm. for those of us who already know where they are, we know. But they don't mm-hmm. know, the people who've never played the games. So then she can ask those questions. Who is this? What is that? Who is that? What is this? And then, mm-hmm. you know. Which will be so great. Yeah. I'm sure throughout the whole time. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I yeah. have a little bit more faith in it now that I read that. So we'll just have to see the execution. And then... But it also seems like that, that December uh, release date is legit. He, he hasn't, like, that could be stateside too. That's true, yeah. So I'm, I'm really surprised by it, but... Yeah, fingers crossed. I just, I, I guess here's here's my big thing. <laughs> Would I be willing to pay full price for this movie? Like, I this would be something I, I guess, unless I heard, oh man, it's so amazing because I do not expect to hear fantastic reviews for this movie. I hate to be like that. I want to hear. It's a rollicking, fun, good time Mm -hmm. with monsters. But I know there's going to be those outliers saying, this movie sucks. And I don't want to hear that. I want to hear that it's fantastic. At least for me. But maybe if I can get some middle ground. We'll just have to see for ourselves. Yeah. So would I pay for that theater at home $20? For that one, I feel I would. But I don't. I'm not as excited as other people. I liked the game fine. Mm. I was never a person who followed the entire franchise all the way through. But I mean, so. you just you just got into it recently with Monster Hunter World, right. correct? See, right. mine goes back a few years. So I've already right. kind of seen these characters go from, I guess, lesser quality <laughs> video game consoles to something where they are now. And it's just like, Oh my God, look at them. They're so beautiful. <laughs> well, maybe we'll do another, like we're doing Mega Man. Like we'll both go see it mm-hmm. and then review it from a perspective of someone who is me basically just watching a movie mm-hmm. or someone who has, you know, the knowledge of everything leading up to it and can tell us how well they, uh, they captured it all. That's true. That's true. Wow, look at that. Great segue yes. into our, uh, our topic this week, <laughs> which is the music of Mega Man 5. Yes. Uh, just continuing. We've got one more game, people, so if you don't like this, too bad. Give us a suggestion next time. This is what <laughs> sounded good to us. Talk to us, man. But this is, uh, so last week's soundtrack, um, in my opinion, was a misstep for the franchise. Mm-hmm. It, it just seems so off off kilter in so many ways uh but it wouldn't be the first 
misstep in the franchise. Let me tell you, there there are others. Uh, but at least that's all it was, a misstep. You know, understanding, acknowledging such a mistake, it allows you the opportunity to correct course and not do that again. You know, uh, a step in the right direction was made for the score of Mega Man 5, but ironically not for the rest of the game. Uh, not to say that the game is bad. Uh, in fact, this is actually one of those I'm kind of fond of because I owned it growing up. But, if you do comparisons to the other games, it retreads very familiar ground for the fifth time. Okay. So you think about that. Number five. Okay, are we? what are we doing different this time? Nothing. Absolutely. We're going to throw in a new uh, support character. There you go. You, look at that. It's like, <laughs> so, we're, so we're still fighting Dr. Wally. Yeah. Okay, so what's different? Yeah, nothing. He, he's sti- People. Yeah, he's still doing... heroes, or whatever we call them. Mm, yeah, it, nothing has changed. We're just doing the same thing again, but with minor tweaks. Now, as far as the score, uh, that was composed by Mari Yamaguchi. She was someone who I feel like obviously got it. Because her score feels more in line with previous entries into the series. It really does, yeah. And perhaps after last game's uh, generic tunes, it does come off as a much better soundtrack by comparison. Mm-hmm. Now, in to regards to the genre this particular game is trying to emulate, we mentioned before rock, uh, blues. There was definitely a more funkiness to a lot of these tunes. Yeah, so, I was thinking yeah. uh, my initial reaction maybe pop music, maybe. I don't know if that's correct. Yeah. I was I was really trying to nail it down, but I, I, I couldn't quite find what genre it was it was hitting for. Uh, but it does have uh, tunes that I feel like are at least comparable to part three, you know, at most, as far as pretty catchy. Mm-hmm. So, wh- where are we going to start? We're going to start nice same start. as we've done. And we're going to go up the list and see how well we uh, we agree with these tunes. Right. I feel like, what was it? One and two. Mm-hmm. We did pretty well. One for sure. And then ever since then, we've kind of strayed. Yeah, it's been kind of a mixed bag because we seem to, there's, there's a pattern forming toward the middle. The middle seems to kind of shift a little bit. Front and back, we seem to flip-flop, yeah, which is really yeah. bizarre. But... Again, our approaches are different, how we're doing yep. this. Uh, this one, I, hmm. it's it's a good soundtrack. Again, by comparison, not as good as two, but better than four. Right. Uh, equal to three, as far as I'm concerned. But there were some that I was just kind of mid-ground, where I was like, I don't really know where to put this. So I had to find a way to organize them. Mm-hmm. But then s- others felt like they really... Like, I know where they go. Like, I could just hear it and be like, yeah, this one goes here, this one goes there. But then some of these others, I'm just like, uh, I'm not sure. So, my number eight <clears throat> would be Crystal Man. Now, I don't immediately get a sense of crystals or, or cold, I guess, because I, th- I feel like that's what the, um, the tune is supposed to be reminiscent of, like ice or cold or something like that. Um, I can hear that, I guess, that, that element that they're looking for. And maybe that's why I feel like it does a good job in that regard. But I'm really not particularly fond of this tune. I, just something about it was just kind of like, eh, 
it's, it's I, I guess. And it's funny, too, because if you look back on a lot of the cold, ice-themed tunes, sure, yeah. they, they aren't... They're not bad. They're just not the best out of the lot. They're usually the weaker tunes. Because sure, I, yeah. and, and maybe it's because they're trying to emulate that. You know, it's just, who wants to be cold? Nobody. Right. Well, yeah, that's true. I mean, that's just what I'm saying. So what what about you? Where does Crystal Man fall on your list? See, this is, uh, the streak stays alive. I actually had it at number two. Damn. <laughs> I know. Because, like, it had that mysterious kind of vibe, mm-hmm. you know? And, and once I was looking at the graphic, it actually just seemed to fit the aesthetic on screen really well. It seemed to... I liked the color schemes. I could I could see where they were trying to make it a little more whatever you would say a crystal would sound like, but that kind of plunkiness to it that just kind of yeah. I thought, okay, okay, I could see that. And it just seemed to fit really well. Not the best, obviously, because it was my number two, mm-hmm. but I I did. I felt like it, it, it fit what I was looking at and what I felt in the moment when I first heard it. Well, all right. Interesting enough. I should do it two different ways if I would have thought of this earlier on, where I actually judged it how I've been doing it, but also then the tunes that I just personally liked more might have been more interesting. Where it's like, I liked this song the best, but it didn't fit anything. But I just liked the song the best. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I probably should have had two different uh, ratings boards, but I didn't. And try to find some middle ground with it. And right. Combine your scores. Right. And see which ones overall just kind of won from that respect. I don't know. All Messed right. it up now. We're too far along. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I'm curious now because this matches our number three, uh, number eight, and number two. So I'm curious to see how. Because we said this is comparable to three. What if we give the exact same scores? <laughs> no. Oh, oh, are we so amazing. far on track for that? Yeah. Okay. So we'll see. Uh, my number seven would be Starman. This tune definitely gives off space vibes. It has this little eerie, I won't say creepy, just it. there's a space thing to it. It was definitely it. spooky. Yeah. I have spooky as a note. A little more spooky so I guess, to it. Yeah, something like that. So if it's one tune that actually fits its level perfectly, mm-hmm. it, it's probably this one, which... You know, you'd think if that's what we're rating by, it should be higher on my list. Well, it's not. Screw you, because it's not one of my favorites. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how I've been rating them. Right. So I, I could see this one being higher on your list, maybe. But I, it just, it's it's really not a tune I like hearing or listening to. But it does work for its level. So, I mean, I gave it a little a favoritism bump because... I just don't really care for it, but it does fit. That's fair. Yeah, it does fit. Yeah. So where does it fall for you? So Starman. Okay. Well, my number one for all the See? reasons you basically just said. I, I did feel spooky. The twinkling effect, I believe, came off in the music. Mm-hmm. Uh, it did a very good job of me feeling like, sure, I'm going through stars and skies and all that, you know. And then when I looked at the scene. Mm-hmm. Seemed to fit it pretty well to a T. Although the satellites could have done without, yeah. you know, just put us in space and call it a day. We don't have to be grounded for a moment. But yeah, I feel like it nailed the aesthetic overall pretty well okay. for you know what I was seeing and what I was hearing. Fair enough. See, 
I, I did have a favoritism lean. But see, that, that uh, makes it fair then. Because I'm giving the favoritism and you're giving the, okay, well, it has to be this way. Hopefully so. the objective outsider approach. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll, we'll have some... See, we're, we're creating a middle ground. So there you go. We are. We are. Uh, Stone Man was my number six. Okay. I feel that it does capture a, a bit of the cold, rocky construction vibe of the level. Kind of has a, an action element to it, almost like a, a desperate chase as you climb. Uh, but it, but it kind of has a dour tone, a little bit. So it's, yeah. I felt like there's a bit of a turnoff. Uh, so it just, it, it kind of right there where it's, it's doing all the right things, but it's a little hard to like because it just feels so. Mm, mopey yeah. in a way. It's yeah. not really mopey, but you know what I mean. It sounds dour. You're listening to it now. Hopefully. <laughs> what about you? I don't know. I put him at number four for Stone Man. Um, I did get the the funky, bright hero kind of vibes from it. Like we're adventurous. This is you know what he does. Um, and the, this was actually the one I had the least notes on, mm-hmm. probably for reasons you just mentioned, where I was like, I, it looked exactly like, I guess, how I was feeling or what I expected. Although I, I expect a little bit more cold feel. Yeah. But you said you got that. So I don't know. Um, I think with the later renditions that we have here, I'm having a harder disconnect with name, song, graphic and how what the hell they even do as their special yeah so i've been having maybe in these later ones now a bigger disconnect on what i'm expecting from a name and then trying to visualize what i think they do or you just wait until next week you just wait until next week (laughs) all right it'll just be all over the place There's, there's gonna be one name you're gonna be like what the hell is that like hard man, like yeah. okay, you know. That hard, cool. Yeah, nice, <laughs> sure. That's a special power. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, stone. So yeah, he was kind of in my middle. Okay. Well then, uh, my number five goes to Charge Man. Now this one immediately tries to pump you up. Like the moment it starts, it has this kind of kind of vibe to it i guess which should be good uh however i feel like when when it kind of releases from its station huh you see what i'm doing because he's a train uh once he starts going i feel like it just it slows like the the tune i feel like the tune needs to be faster just a little bit faster like to try and match the intensity that the beginning was really trying to you know adhere to is just like we need to keep going charge 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 and keep going because the train's going by and the train's coming after you and all this other stuff it, it really has a very adventurous nature for the train setting dude is a train could easily be a starter tune but just feel like it had the potential to be just something a little bit better just a little bit faster and more intense Cause you started off so hard, man, but yeah, uh, just uh, kind of trailed off the wrong well, track. I kind of agree. <laughs> Charge Man was my number eight. Okay, it was my last. It did give off that electric vibe, sure, mm-hmm. but I had a really tough time with this one because I, I mean, it did tap, I guess, 
a good amount the way that it would, I guess, charge up for a few seconds or, you know, like you heard yeah. heard that in the tune. Uh, but then I think it was the disconnect with it being on a train and moving over barrels or smoke coming out of his head. I'm not sure if that was supposed to be electricity. It looked like a smoke ball. It's smoke. It's smoke. Because he's, he's a big choo-choo. Okay, well... There's where my my disconnect happened. <laughs> like I I couldn't understand charge train and the tune because I was like the tune seemed to match the name until I saw what was actually happening, and so this one just out of all of them my brain couldn't make the connection nearly as much between all of the elements put together separately seemed to go better than putting them together. Charge man music fine. Charge man music in level. I don't. Mm, I don't know. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, know? no, no. I get it. So this one just didn't land with me for the overall. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Uh, well, it's like it's fine. It's fine. Number four <laughs> is Gyro Man. Okay. This is another catchy opening. Uh, feels very relaxing. Kind of a mellow track. Uh, but not sure that I, I pictured a trip through the clouds, per se, but I kind of see where it fits in in a way. Uh, this is one of those that was a little hard for me to kind of pinpoint because it was like, I don't really know. If, uh, so this is where favoritism kind of took over and was like, well, so which one do I like, I like a little bit character. more? Yeah, so it, it's, it's, it's middle ground. It's fine. It's not... Mm-hmm. Like I said, relaxing, mellow, a little catchy, but eh. I put him at three. Okay. And I'm going to choose to call him Euroman in the off chance I trigger someone. <laughs> and it's just fun for me. So Euroman, who probably would have been more tasty in mm. my version. But uh, it felt bright and happy. And I did get the whole floating, maybe, yeah. vibe from it. Floating along, having a good time. Um, and I, it fit pretty well yeah. for the graphic. I mean, it was very brightly colored. Although, again, with a name like Euroman, not sure what special would be. <laughs> I mean, he's got that big although, propeller on his back. He's just floating about. I guess I, I, I envision, like, gyrating or something, you know? So, whatever... <laughs> I don't know. This was maybe it should have landed lower just because like everything in it. Sure. But I maybe the fact that I just made myself laugh when I was writing it was <laughs> enough for me to push it up. Like, hey, look how funny I am, even though I'm not expressing all of the different <laughs> ones right now. But yeah, a happy romp through the clouds worked here. Okay. Worked well enough, you know. I mean, I feel like now I want a sandwich. Yeah, yeah. There's a Dude, you that know sauce what? though. I'm going to diverge for a minute. So the tune can play because I probably cut it off early. Um, there's a, there's a, we found this little restaurant in town, like right down from our house. It's a, like, uh-huh. they say it's a Greek joint, but I don't feel like it's, that's what it's meant to be. But he does serve Greek food. So mm-hmm. uh, Friday for my birthday, I was hungry and I was like, I'm going to go get some lunch at this. Check it out. Try it out. Got this Euro plate. I love euros. So. It was it was just like it was all the stuff you'd put in a euro, grilled up, got the tzatziki sauce on it, uh, the feta cheese, and then yeah. he he serves it with like three slices of pita bread. You can just it was good. It was fantastic. Love it. Love it. You don't do the onions? Do oh no no no! I did the onions, oh. the mushrooms, the peppers, the whole kit and caboodle. Nom nom nom. Yeah, it was amazing. 
Anyway, sorry. Just wanted to bring that up. <laughs> it was amazing stuff. So uh, it settled our lunch plans for today. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> but yeah, Gyro Man, Gyro Man. Well, he, I'd say Gyro Man. It's pro- I know that's Gyrating. what I'm sure it's supposed to be. Gyros are yeah. what we eat. Gyros are what this guy is. But then he gets so hungry from all the gyrating. <laughs> or whatever. I don't know what it sounds like. <laughs> Number three. We're just going to move on. We <laughs> just move on, yeah. Number three. Uh, for me, was Gravity Man. Okay. The setting somehow feels appropriate to the tune in a way, but I'm not quite sure how to accurately convey gravity in a tune. Uh, it sways a bit, which maybe that's what it is. Uh, I feel like it's definitely one of the more unique tunes in the series, but again, not not necessarily my number one. So, uh, what what about you? Gravity was five. Okay. I got a nice light feel to it, sure. Mm-hmm. Now, from the name and the tune, I could be persuaded that this is in space, you know? Oh, yeah. But um, is is that what I was, like, searching for because of the name? I don't know. Um, but the little boogie or breakdown there in the middle was mm-hmm. kind of fun, you know? Just that little middle section there. So it was a good toe tapper. Yeah. But much to my surprise, it wasn't in space. Or it might be a space station, maybe? Maybe. Sure. Okay, so the little trickle effect it has in the beginning worked with the scene, I thought, but it gave me vibes of floating along. But I, I guess I was expecting outside openness because I, I, the only thing I could think of for the hero for gravity would be in space, mm-hmm. floating, maybe even a flight level or like we've discussed before, the side scrollers where it's hopping along or something more light right. where you're going up and not... Down. <laughs> so, like, I liked the tune just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I guess the aesthetic that I was looking to have matched up perfectly just kind of sat in the middle. Okay. Like, I, if I make myself believe it was a space station, that I feel like it hit a little bit better. Yeah. And it could because, I mean, where else are you going to defy gravity except in a space station i mean it did have the arrows for going up or down so maybe that's the thing that pushes you along like they're moving you through gravity Mm -hmm. you know fine you know not having played it that's what i'm trying to pull from it and it did look like some of the decorations down there might have been trying to allude to a, a ship or the connectors or the electricity that would hook it up or you know space stuff sure space stuff so space stuff space stuff uh, <laughs> number two for me, since we've already gotten your number two. Now my number one and my number three. Yeah. I think. So I guess I can figure out where these go toward the bottom. <laughs> Six and seven. Yeah. Hey, this could this could match our part th- part three at least right here because everything else didn't match except for the last one, and number eight and two. So let's see ah. if these can match. Uh, my number two is Napalm Man. Uh, that was another action-adventure theme that fits into, I feel like it fits into the jungle scenario quite nicely. Despite having another dour tone like Stone Man, uh, but the energy is, is it's enough to kind of over, you know, it's convincing and it conveys it well enough so you can kind of overlook it and it's like, all right, I get it. I get I get what you're doing. Sure. So that that's that's where it landed for me. Uh, it was my number seven. Damn it. Yeah, with a name like that, I expected bigger, louder, more intense, I guess. Uh, seemed very happy 
Almost endgamey. Exploration, sure. Like an intro song. Okay. Maybe. So when I saw the graphic and how lush and green everything was, in my mind, Napalm Man, I don't know. I was expecting War Torn, maybe not as lush feeling of an environment. Although I could see the hint alluding to it in the skies being orange. Yeah. So maybe he has blown things up. Things are on fire. Air quality is crap, you know? Uh, so I I just don't know how I felt about the matchup with a name like Napalm Man and it being just such a lush green environment that they put him in. That was my biggest disconnect. Okay. So the music, sure. I feel like maybe the big, the you know, loud, intense moments to give me that feeling of, yeah, you know. But it just, it seemed to not match up with what I was seeing as much. I don't know. No, I get it. Okay. Fair enough. I know. Well, then uh, I guess we know. That's why I still think I should have just maybe done a side one of what just my favorite tune was. If I'm just listening the tune, don't consider anything else about it other than the song. I bet we might have landed a little bit more in line. Mm -hmm. Well, with that being said... My number one and your number six would be Wave Man. Yes. This track, to me, is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Doesn't necessarily fit in with every element of the stage, but it's good enough that it earns a few bonus points for me. In fact, I feel like there's an area of the... Because the visuals that I'm trying to give you, I'm trying to give you the basic rundown of the level as best I can in one shot and it's it's not that easy because sometimes it changes up but what is the most consistent element is what I'm trying to do well with this level there's a spot where you get into this little uh, I guess what do you call it jet ski jet speeder that they use on the, the water or whatnot and you just plow through a bunch of enemies and that's just one section like toward the end you just get on this little bike and you just drive through and i feel like that's where it really works for this but again it's one small section versus what i showed you is the bulk of that level so maybe maybe that would have been a better way but i feel like that's cheating that's not giving you a full scope of the level so for me it's fun it's catchy energetic i feel like it's one of the better tunes in the entire series i love this tune uh I just I think it's a it's a great addition. Like this would be in one of my if I was to do a top ten of all of these tunes, this could, this could probably wind up in there. Perfect. I mean, I definitely enjoyed the tune because mm. I can even read my notes here. Happy, bright, the good guy feeling. Mm. You know for sure. Special level, like you could just breeze along without a care in the world. Yeah. You know, very very upbeat, happy go lucky. But it just didn't seem to match up with what I saw. You know, as much. This one was actually, I think, kind of harder for me to get a grasp on because the song just felt more happy than the circumstances that it seemed that the, the hero was put in mm-hmm. in this particular one, which might be why it, it, it rated a little lower for me in my head. Um, like, what does waving do? Pushing waves. I don't know. Maybe I was expecting water or something, mm. you know? Uh, so, yeah, I remembered liking the tune, but it just 
just felt like it was way too happy for what was actually happening on the graphic when right. I was looking at it. Because this time I challenged myself to restart the song while looking at the graphic too mm. and seeing if that evoked a different feeling. It was just like, it just feels too happy for what I'm looking at. Understood. Understood. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's, it's become difficult to try and give the best sense of the level and the character because there's so much to it oh, but I'm I've, sure. I've got to find the best representation of what it is as a whole and sometimes it's just not that easy now i feel like if i had given you that strip uh where he's in the bike and everything like that you you might have seen it a little bit more like you would have shifted your perspective a little bit and said maybe yeah i could see that because it's bright and sunny and you see the water and you see everything and you're just like oh cool I get it. I can see mm-hmm. this working. But again, it's one strip of the level toward the end. Didn't feel like it, it did the right representation. But mm-hmm. I did I did consider it uh, for a moment, trying to figure out how to work it in, but I couldn't. But it has been an interesting experiment going mm-hmm. about it in these two different ways. Yeah. Just to see. Curious if other people would have landed about the same way if they were in my position. And not having played them and everything moving on up. But, it, I mean, we, we did even kind of mention this is kind of showing uh, favoritism versus, uh, I guess, structural breakdowns of, of how, I, I guess. Yeah, from I don't a, have any inherent biases towards the game, not having right. any memories of playing it or being excited about getting a new one or all those new things that would come along with it. Yeah, this is you making a decision based on the facts you're being presented, the tune that is coming into your head and how you feel that they, it's scientific in, in any way, shape or form, not emotional. If you really think about it, Mm -hmm. data-based. Right. So yeah, I mean, I feel like anything that's close or even maybe identical, because we go back to three, there were at least two that we had the same choice on, you know, four and three, they were identical for us. Are we saying that they just kind of work on the emotional and scientific level? Is that do they do they connect? Maybe the ones where we have the most overlap. If, if we were to do an award, yeah, at the end of this would be be the winner because it would nail it from a player's nostalgia perspective and from somebody who's just. Looking at what what I, I, an elevator pitch, I guess, if you will, mm. is is what I'm getting. Here's the tune. Here's the graphic. How do we how do we work? You know. Yeah, we may have to consider something because again, yeah. we're we're nearing the end of this. Uh, we got right? one more next week, and I don't know. We'll have to decide what we're gonna do from here on because I've enjoyed doing this, but some of it's you been, out it's there, it's been interesting. Yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun. So we'll we'll decide we'll figure it out. We've got we got two weeks to figure out, uh, and there there may be. I'll talk to you about it after. Anyway, <laughs> that's our show. We will. Hey. Everyone, uh, you can hit us up sometime on Twitter at SuperMegaCrash. Send us an email at SuperMegaCrash at gmail Find us on Instagram to view our weekly icon art, which I haven't posted. Uh, well, maybe it's posted now. I don't know. You'll find out. Go see. <laughs> Support the show. Let us know. Support the show by liking, leaving reviews on your preferred platform, even going to patreon.com slash pencil and paper productions, and tell your friends to search Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, whoops, Google Podcasts. 
They're changing oh, yeah. it, just so you're okay. aware. And see, I got into a routine. <clears throat> anyway, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and even YouTube.com slash Pencil Paper Productions. Thank you so much for listening. I am Stephen White. And I am Lacey O'Finley. Join us again next time, Super Mega Crash siblings. But until then, game on. This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.